Mike, turn your games down. Hi everyone, episode 191 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Kepner, who's also fangering out with me tonight. This is Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com, and where once I was standing on my own, now I'm not alone. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> we are here to talk about Marvel's Avengers, the 2020 game that people love to hate and hate to love, I guess. I don't know. That seems right. I love to love lately. <laughs> Developed by Crystal Dynamics and published by Square Enix, which is it's so weird. A guy who's loved Square Enix for so long, like it is or Square Soft, like it's so weird to be like a Marvel game. Square Enix. What? Like, I know they got weird. Yeah, well, shout out to Idos Montreal, who also had support. And I believe Nixus, who's now owned by Sony. I guess they did the um, PC conversion. Oh, all right. We should say what what version we each played. I played the PlayStation 4 version. I played on PlayStation 5. Okay. <laughs> which is the definitive version, I would say, except for something I'll get into a little bit later on. The reason why this this game ended up on the schedule is because I've been wanting to play it. I picked it up last year for 10 bucks on Best Buy, and I have been, like, just biting at the bit to play it, but I never got around to it because my life is too busy. <laughs> well, I played too many games for the show. So I was like, fuck it, we're putting on the show. We're putting on the show. I'm going to finally play it. I knew nothing. Oh, I knew it was a game as a service, but that was the only thing I really knew going into this game. I wasn't that educated of what I was getting myself into. I'm glad that you put it on the show because I just, uh, I think when you started putting out the call for people to join, Miss Marvel had just ended, and this game is essentially like a Miss Marvel origin story. Like she's the yes. audience surrogate. It's kind of like how Magma was that role in X Men Legends. Uh, this is what Miss Marvel is in here. And the entire okay. time I was watching Miss Marvel, I was like, man, I really want to play Avengers in this game. Be the perfect excuse to do that. <laughs> I know very little about Miss Marvel. I also just watched the Miss Marvel show. And I think that played a big part in me playing, enjoying this game even more because I knew nothing about the character. Really? Like I knew she existed. I know like vaguely her powers are like Mr. Fantastic sort of like I knew a little bit about her, but not much. So, like, to come into this, I thought it was pretty damn cool. Yeah, I read the G. Willow Wilson comics. Uh, I don't know when exactly I ended. Actually, I do know because it was around <laughs> when a certain person got elected into the office oh. and they had an issue that was essentially like the Miss Marvel voting special. And I stopped reading after that point. But up okay. until that point, it was really good. <laughs> okay. I mean, this. so I went into this game with, with little, almost, you know, no expectations and just like, the way the game starts off where you're playing as Kamala Khan and she's a she's younger and she's meeting some of the Avengers for the first time. And like, I thought that was really cute. And like the way that that, you know, they're at event, they're at some like Avengers Festival thing. And like she's trying to get comic books to I don't know what the hell the comic books are for, but you're trying to get comic books. And like, I really liked it. I thought it was a very cool, cool way to introduce you to the game and she's to the world you're just running around she's geeking out when she meets hulk or which doesn't mean hulk but she meets thor she meets i think steve yeah steve rogers you know black widow like i really like that a lot yeah this game has a really strong opening um yeah she yeah she has um because the, the whole setup is there's a avengers con or some sort no that's yeah, from the, that's like from the that. show it's what comes to be known as a day because 
the Avengers are going to show off this new power source, which is kind of a catalyst for the story. And Kamala's there because she won a fan fiction combat contest, which is exactly what her character is like in the comics. <laughs> and uh, you have to collect the comics because if you get all five of them, you get into a special VIP segment. But those interactions with like the characters are general heartwarming. And I just yeah. love the conversation with her dad at the beginning, too. Like, it's <laughs> really good stuff. And the only thing that ruined with me when it comes to her dad is I... I always thought Abu was a creative name. Then I found out Abu was just a name that you call your dad in that culture. Come on, Aladdin. Screw you, Aladdin. Like <laughs> Aladdin. So, <laughs> that's what we learned watching this Marvel show. But I so when I when I first saw all the characters for this game, I mean, for I'm assuming most people back in what year do they would have shot off 19 or 2019, maybe they would have uh, shot 20, them off 2017. I, I just looked it up before we went on air. 2017 January was the reveal. Is when they the... announced that they had the license. Okay, that I remember that. And then when they first revealed the characters, I remember there was a lot of hate because it's one of those things where it's really hard to take the Avengers and see them as characters that aren't the MCU actors. Like, it took me a little bit out of that. At, like, before I got into this game or played this game, I remember feeling that way. Like, it was because, they're you know, they look kind of like the actors, but not really because, you know, they're not trying to. They're different, you know, not the same universe, obviously. Well, the best comparison I can give, and it's not something that I came up with, and I wish I could credit the person who did, <laughs> as when they were shown off. Yeah, it was E3 2019 as the game okay. came out in 2020. They used the bit from Spaceballs, where it was like, you idiots, you captured their stunt doubles. <laughs> um, OK, that's good. Yeah, I'm OK with it, though. Like, as I started to play through the game and play through the intro. I came to really be completely okay with the with the voice performances and the way the characters look. I'm like, okay, these are close enough to the real characters. Yes, they look like the MCU actors, sort of, but that's fine. Like, it doesn't, it's okay that they're not. Like, this isn't the same universe, this isn't the same thing. And I made peace with it after a while, and I really liked it. Like, I really like the way the characters are in this game. Yeah, it's something that kind of fit into the background once I got into, like, the meat of the story and then my but my big issue it's it's like a thing with this and spider-man is that i hate that big budget comic book games are striving for realism now when i wish they yeah. would go the other way because when you look at something like ultimate spider-man on gamecube where it's just like it embraces color and style making me um, want to play that again i think the voice actors actually take me out of it more than the looks because i because it's essentially the the best of the best of well-known actors is you have Nolan North as Iron Man, Troy Baker as Bruce Banner, uh, Laura Bailey as Black Widow, Travis Willingham as Thor. Okay. And I don't hear those characters. I just hear those actors, especially um, like Tony Stark is they're trying to be like the movies. And before was it before this came out? Because I Marvel's Iron Man VR came out. And, I can't answer that part. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, it was the same year and they did an Iron Man. It was Joss Keaton who did who's most known for being Spider-Man. But he tries to be something completely different. That's not Robert Downey Jr. And this is a really tough act to follow from that. But it, uh, it, yeah, it gets better as it goes along. And it didn't really bother me. But I just wish they would push more of like the comic book look instead of the realistic like, look. Yeah. No, I get it. I I can I want to say I agree and disagree because I'm I'm I would have been happy either way, but I get it. Like you know, just what 
technology, what people, what they feel people want would be the more realistic look. So I get that. That's why I went down that road, probably. Well, if they didn't, people would say that it looks like a phone game, which is the yeah. general response to like when Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 came out. And I love how that game looks. And everyone was just like, this is a cell phone game, which is the response to everything that's like not hyper realistic Naughty Dog. Since you mentioned that game, that game was published by Nintendo, wasn't it? Published by Nintendo, developed by Team Ninja, yes. Oh, fuck. So in other words, I'll never see it anywhere else. Okay. Yeah. And it will <laughs> never go on sale. Yeah, that's the other issue with it. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Nintendo. Okay, so like with this game, it has it has a strong opening where you have the, the Avengers team being brought out into a mission. You have to go on a bridge, and then it, it, it does a good job of switching up the characters and letting you play as each character. I thought that was a very nice touch in the beginning of this. Yeah, it's a great tutorial to all the characters, um, but, but it's really bad because just kind of the way the story rolls out is that you don't play for at least two of them till very late in the campaign. Yes. Um, what have, one of my favorite parts is the introduction to Hulk, um, because you're just holding like something above your head and there's like a guard by your foot and it's like press the action button and he just like kicks him off the bridge and the guy's just like, shit, and like. I get a good laugh at that every time I replay the campaign. Uh, my, I, you know, so I tried the five characters, you know, beginning. I wasn't sure what I really liked, like who kind of worked for me. Like Iron Man, I like, but he's very, very weak at first, I felt, especially later on in the game. And then I my problem started this game very quickly that didn't go away ever. And it's still a problem to me is the fact that with this being like it has RPG mechanics. I love RPG, but to me, it was annoying. Every time I hit some guy, I see numbers pop up and thought, oh, I'm not wearing good enough armor. I'm playing an action game. If I hit somebody with a Hulk, he should just be dead. I don't want him to be, oh, you only did half, you know, a quarter of his health. Like, no, he's dead. Like, move on. Yeah, um, and that's something I think about the entire time I play this and lately, because everyone talks about how you can't make a Superman game because Superman is godlike but essentially like every time the hulk gets hit he should get stronger and stronger to the point where he's invulnerable and it bothers me uh, here but i mean that's the thing about it's not exactly unique to this game because every game now is an rpg yeah i know i know it's not unique i yeah i haven't played a lot of newer games like i haven't played assassin's creed odyssey for example like I've stayed so for this, this was one of my first experiences with a game like this because I just kind of have I play retro games mostly because yeah the podcast well this is what Gotham Knights is going to be like this is kind of what Guardians of the Galaxy is like Um, although that's not Guardians of the Galaxy is way more tuned to action but yeah I just from just seeing Gotham Knights I'm excited. I already have it pre-ordered because I own a website called comic book video games. <laughs> but I, I like I think one of the first things they show is like a Mr. Freeze boss fight. And I think about how Arkham City's Mr. Freeze boss fight is incredible. And this one is just like I can see the numbers flying above his head. And um, yeah, that bothered me, too. It, it bothers me in this game a lot. Like it's just I don't know if I'm not into that as much like that idea. Just I don't know how I feel about it. See, another thing, too, is that like the characters really sing the deeper you get into their skill trees and some like you only started this game this year. Yes. OK, so this A game launched on PlayStation 5 in March, I believe, of 2021. And prior to that, they did a patch that made it uh, 
harder to get the level 50. Why? I there was a blog post about it, and I'm sure they have data to back it up. But yeah, because there's like people were getting there too fast. Um, and because I mean, you're playing a very, very patched version of this game. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, I, I heard what yeah. you're playing now is so much more streamlined than what it was at launch. Like before to get to your gear, that was on like five or six different menus. And now it's kind of in one area. Like everything has been cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like this game has been on its heels since it launched. I mean, the UI was bad. Like when I first started this game up, I ended up not pick. You have three different options. I picked the one on the left thinking that was the campaign. And then the first thing I saw was Nick Fury talking to people. Captain America's there. Uh, they're showing flashbacks, the thing they did in the campaign. I see Modak, and I'm like, wait a second. And it and then it dawned on me, okay, I'm going to go back for a second. So I exit out of there, then I found the actual campaign. And that, to me, was like, I should be able to find the single-player campaign instantly. It shouldn't be an issue. It shouldn't have to, like, you know, go through different menus. It should just be the first thing I want, you know, right there. Yeah, because right now, that's a new, something they introduced this year. Uh, it's a new way to onboard new players. Like, they have Nick Fury kind of detailing the different types of levels. I guess I'm just used to it now because I've been playing this since launch, and I can't remember how where the reassemble campaign used to be on the main menu. (laughs) I can't tell you. I I wanted to play this game back when it it first got announced and when it first got launched. I was very interested. I just, I don't buy any game for full price, and I just, I just wasn't, I mean, especially when the reviews came out, I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then finally, when it hit $10, I bought it at GameStop or Best Buy. Well, <laughs> it's interesting you brought that up because this past weekend, I don't think the sale is still going. Uh, this game was on sale for $2 on Square Enix's website. <laughs> I bought the collector's edition for $10. Digital or physical? Uh, the collector's edition with the Captain America statue was ten dollars my god now to get it to canada it would add another hundred close to a hundred uh but i also got uh deus ex human revolution and mankind divided with that so yeah if it would have shipped to america it would have been a lot less but yeah ten dollars damn i mean this game was a huge like failure for square right well, Supposedly? I don't know because I don't know what can, what's considered a failure to Square Enix because their numbers don't make sense to me. Good point. Yeah, they do have insane like, oh, this game sold a million copies. Failed, failed. Because like Tomb Raider 2013 sold like crazy, but to them it was a failure because I think they have unrealistic expectations. Well, they did have unrealistic expectations because they don't own those franchises anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's something that happened between this game and it's launching now. I'm okay. Do, I'm, do they still own Avengers? Uh, I'm following the news now, and I see people posting on Twitter, and I don't know what the take as actual source journalism. Now the game is still going because they just announced that the Winter Soldier is coming uh, in September. Yes. Or no, not, he's not coming in September. His oh introduction is coming in September. He's going to be added later on this year. So they're still making things. And I saw someone post something the other uh, today, actually, about how Embracer, which is the investment group that now owns Idos Montreal, Crystal Dynamics, is supposedly trying to work out a deal with Marvel for to keep this going and possibly get a sequel happening. Okay. Because uh, I think the numbers, I think it's so well in its launch month, but then it, it petered off because for a while there just wasn't 
that much to do. But I think right now it's on Game Pass and PlayStation's stupid tiered service. (laughs) That's too complicated. And that has onboarded a lot of players who are buying a lot of costumes. And apparently that has made the game healthy. Well, I mean, this game is very much once you get out of the campaign and get into the real game, it's very much a microtransaction heavy game. It is and it isn't. Uh, well, for costume only. Like yeah. Cosmetic. They did introduce, I think, last year, because I remember I posted in my game of the year. I put an award for always stepping on rakes. And it was this game because <laughs> they did it. A hold for applause moment at E3 2019 where they said no pay to win and people applause afterwards. But then last year they did do that and then they quickly got rid of it. Like there was some type of pay to win or some type of items you can buy to like speed something up. That's I mean, I get it, but you that's a that's a weird line. You got to be careful what you cross. So, yeah. You know, like, I'm just to mention a few more things about, like, the story, which there isn't a whole lot to say. But some of the early stuff, like, it, you know, it lets you see the Avengers and you see the Avengers fail because A-Day fail. Like, they don't stop this explosion. This is how people become inhumans, correct? Is from this gas that gets spread out? Well, yeah. So, in the, essentially, the Avengers have, like, a new type of next generation helicarrier powered by uh, Terrigen engine. Yeah, Terrigen is... Uh, something created by a Marvel race Kyle the Cree. Okay, um, so I was kind of because they're uh, someone could probably explain it better to me. And maybe I should have did some research before I came in. But essentially, they created this mist as a way to further evolve themselves because their evolution stagnated, and they experimented on people who became inhumans. Okay, uh, in the comics, there was like an in, there was a Terrigen bomb that went off during an yes. event called Infinity. And that caused Miss Marvel's origin. And in this, it's kind of like the reactor blows up because there's um, something in the San Francisco Bay that causes it to go off. And that causes kind of inhumans to kind of spread out across the United States, including Kamala. Okay. And this leads AIM to like take over the government almost and make robots everywhere. And like it was just weird to me how AIM is the big focus in this game, is the only focus is AIM. Like, that kind of bothered me. Like, I wanted, as I played through this game, I wanted more villains. I wanted, uh, like, I want to fight Hydra. I want to fight other people, not just AIM. Yeah, I understand that. Like, uh, something I've kind of been following over lately is that I'm kind of getting more of an understanding of how, what it takes to make a game like this. Yeah. Um, I know. I mean, I know it's a huge undertaking. I don't mean to be insulting to them. It's just that it got to me that everything was AIM. In, yeah, in general, I guess I just don't like aim that much in general. I think it's just you had to invent something that would give you lots of fodder to fight. Yeah. And I feel like people came into this expecting, I think, something more akin to Marvel Ultimate Alliance, where it's like Marvel Ultimate Alliance is like every level. It's like, here's the Hydra robots. Here's the Ultron robots. Here's <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, because right now we've only had like villains is like taskmaster abomination modok super adaptoid and maestro and claw and that's over the course of two years maestro i didn't look him up because i know he's in the hawkeye campaign yes. does he fight any different or is he just like fighting abomination he's just a big damage sponge oh okay <laughs> i so i went through the whole campaign i wanted to do the dlc but 
I just couldn't get myself to do it. I tried, and I was like, I need to put this game down. I'm done. Yeah, I get it. The I think it's the K Bishop one is more of a slog because it reuses a lot of the same areas. The Hawkeye one is a little bit more interesting because that's where they introduce a new area called the Future Wasteland, which is my favorite part of the game because there's a lot of environmental storytelling. Okay. Um, because it's like essentially like as you get through the campaign, it's the I mean, we're jumping way. Ahead. I know it's fine. It's... That like the Cree are coming. And you go to okay. a future where the Kree has won. So you see like remnants of the war and like Kree centuries arms just or like hands just in the desert. And it looks really cool. I really like stuff like that. Yeah, I would say maybe I should check it out, but I don't see myself checking it out. So, <laughs> But like the campaign jumps around like it mostly. Well, not mostly. It does follow Kamala Khan's like whole adventure. I mean, the, you have action. You have like Parker part parkour parts where you run around. To get from point A to point B, which are cool. You're getting chased by AIM throughout this. Like you have the whole thing where she has to flee town because she's being hunted because she's an inhuman and she gets in trouble with AIM, which I found weird how AIM's the government. Like she ends up, you know, finding the resistance. And the whole idea as the as the game kind of progresses, she's trying to put back together the Avengers to help them out. There's a lot of hoops you have to jump through in order to kind of just go with a game. Because in replaying this. Yes. It's like she just happens to stumble upon all this like data that implicates aim because like during the opening Captain America, quote unquote, dies. But, you know, it's, you know, they're not going to build all those mechanics for a character that's not coming back. Yeah, no, I, I knew that immediately. I'm like, yeah, you're dead. And then she finds all this data and eventually is just like, OK, I'm going to. Like you, you go through this like platforming segment to go to Kamala's secret base, which is like a water tower. It has all these like <laughs> like a pretty baller computer. I'm just like, you're yeah. a 16 year old. Like, you have a job. <laughs> hey, you got superpowers. I guess you can steal. Maybe I don't know, but it's just it. It I felt it did a good job of keeping me interested. Like with Kamala's stuff, kept me interested and kept the story moving. And I do like the idea how, like, she's trying to find the resistance. The only thing that kind of bugged me is the person that sends her to get the information on AIM is called Tiny Dancer. And as the story progresses, way far ahead, you find out that Tiny Dancer is actually Black Widow. What's interesting is that in replaying the campaign, like, Black Widow is actually there at the bus stop. Oh! She, she goes and meet her. Yeah, because it's something you wouldn't pick up on the first time that you play. But in replaying, I was like, oh, shit, that's actually she's actually trying to get her. But then she's kind of uh, overworn, overrun by like aim robots. That's cool. OK, yeah. I I like that because I, I didn't like how Black Widow Black Widow is one of the last characters you get. Yeah, Not the last, but close. What I what I find weird is like the opening is it. And I'd really love for someone to really do like a deep dive into this game because the creative director, his name is Scott Amos. He came from Naughty Dog. He worked on Uncharted The Last Legacy. And now I believe he's actually headed up the uh, Last of Us re-re-remastered. <laughs> and the opening of the game feels like it's very platform heavy and it feels like something out of Tomb Raider and Uncharted where it's like this scripted jumping sequence. And it feels like this is like the start of one game they decided to make before they change it into something else. Because as a campaign goes along, it just feels like you're in the zones for the multiplayer stuff. Yeah, and that was my other problem is as I because I knew this game's a game of service. I knew all the history and all the complaints about it. 
and like you have your parkour parts, but as the game progresses, like you like you said, all these areas just feel like multiplayer arenas. Like that's just what you're here for. You go through, kill X amount of enemies, do whatever the objective is. All you end like you end your little mission, and that wasn't for me. And what really sucks is that this game, what it doesn't get a lot of credit for, is that it has really excellent traversal. Mm-hmm. Like I love the movement, but the levels aren't really they're somewhat attuned to that movement. Like Captain America. It has a really great wall run and there's like a level in the campaign that's like, OK, this is and the last fight, which is actually one of my I'm going to say favorite last levels in a game. I love the final level. Uh, oh, the, the Modoc stuff was where everyone's changing. Yes, that was a super impressive like final battle. Like I that made me go, OK, this game is really freaking cool. And uh, yeah, because Captain America has like a great wall runner's levels tuned to that. And like Black Widow has a pretty interesting grappling hook, like I'm a sucker for grappling hooks <laughs> and using that stuff in in the levels that are designed for like the Black Widow and Captain America centric missions is really cool. But then it just feels like everything else is just here's this thing. And we kind of give some context as to why you're doing it for the campaign. But it's really just like here's a multiplayer level for the live service stuff. Yeah. And that's how the game mostly feels. Cause you can tell it was built that way. Like you have your levels or you're doing things that feel single player, but for the most part, it's all multiplayer stuff. And that, that was my issue with like, I liked the story of putting together the Avengers and like you're following Kamala Khan's story and as things change and then, you know, like, everything is going on Like you fight taskmaster once only once, unfortunately, like you have and, you know, and you kind of have like I felt like some of the levels were creative, like when you first play as Black Widow and you're running around and being stealth, you know, and you're in her in that in that building trying to rescue Kamala Khan in prison. Like I thought that was really cool. I got very annoyed with Hank Pym in this because it didn't to me, it didn't look like any version of Hank Pym that I that I could recognize. Like I didn't like it. It just bothered me a lot. Yeah. And well, that's the thing about like a lot of this. And I, I know how hard it must be to make one of these games now because Oh, I'm not I don't want to I'm not putting hate on the developers or anything. I mean, it's just it was just hard for me to like because well, I always yeah, used to, I, don't know, I just didn't like the design because I remember I interviewed like the um, creative director of Spider-Man on the PlayStation and I asked him specifically, like, how hard was it to get like the cameos or like Punisher or Captain America, like Daredevil? And he was like, they didn't care because Marvel wasn't that big back then. Like those deals, but now, like, you know, you can only imagine how hard it must be to license this thing. Mm-hmm. And like Hank Pym is just he's a supporting character in the Ant-Man movies now. Like he might as well not exist. Like I'm even hearing rumors and it's all speculation about like a Black Panther game where you don't even play as T'Challa because it's almost like they're getting rid of that character because sadly Chadwick <laughs> Boseman died. But you know, and that's terrible. I but like, there was a character. Yeah. But okay. there's a lot of synergy going on. But I mean, that's all hearsay. And yeah, we'll see what they do. I mean, I'm just happy that Marvel made a game again, to be honest. Like, I'm happy they're making some games. Like, that was one thing I came into this, too. I, I really didn't care for playing as Hulk, though, because Hulk felt way too weak to me. I mean, it could have been because I didn't level him enough either. Uh, I've been didn't. playing this game for two years now, and I have well over 100 hours, and my Hulk is still at, like, level 15. I, I don't like Hulk. I believe I, my friend Josh, who runs the excellent YouTube channel Panels from Pixels, he was a big Hulk main when he was playing, which wasn't very long. <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, it's a character that I don't get into, but then, like, I didn't like 
Thor either, but then introduced Jane Foster, who's like another version of Thor, and I absolutely adore her. So maybe they there's rumors that She-Hulk is coming. I actually thought She-Hulk would have came before Winter Soldier. So maybe if they have like her, that will be the version of Hulk that I like. Who knows? Okay. It just Hulk needs to feel like I played the I think it's Hulk Incredible Hulk game I played that was made by Sega for 360. That game I had fun with back when I played it. It's yeah, just, it's it's Ultimate Destruction Light. The Hulk, Hulk Ultimate Destruction is PS2 GameCube era, right? Yes. Okay, I need to play I that one. Play that. Well, I can I can I can find a way to arrange it <laughs> to play, but we'll see. Okay. I mean, it's just that was a thing. Like, I I do like it that all the characters kind of have like their own special little parts. You played as them throughout the campaign to kind of get you used to it as you're putting together the Avengers. Like when you first see Iron Man, he's a complete asshole and he doesn't want anything to do with them because he's mad at Bruce Banner for testifying against them. Like, I like that. I also Iron Man became my favorite character to play as in this game because I could stay away and I could run for my life when things got bad and things got bad often. That's that's interesting because I remember when I first played this, it was actually funny because I when they introduced the cast, I saw everyone and I was like, who is going to want to play as Black Widow when you can play as all these people? But they had the beta before they launched the game and Black Widow became like my favorite character to play. I don't think (laughs) Captain America was. Yeah, she's great. And I didn't expect that at all. And no. for years or for months, I didn't like Iron Man, but now I am an Iron Man main. Like, I have a power level 149 Iron Man. Like, I used to be all about Captain America, but now, like, I just have a loadout of Iron Man. I kind of stay back and fire missiles, and I just love boosting around the world. <laughs> I, did, I, I mean, because that was one problem I had in this game. Is I played this on easiest difficulty because I always play things on easy. And I felt too many times where I'd feel like get my ass handed to me. And that's where the RPG elements would irritate me in this game. Or the whole idea that you're constantly getting new equipment that you equip that just makes your power level go up. Or makes little, you know, things all of a sudden you're stronger. Like, to me, that was weird, too. And annoying. And like a I didn't lot really... more streamlined. Because before, okay. you had to, like, combine equipment to make it better. But now that only happens when you, the equipment is past level 100. Like, it is so, like, you would have to spend resources to power up your gear, but now that's completely gone. Okay, so, I mean, you, I mean, I know you're 100% right that I did get to experience a very streamlined version of this game, which I'm very thankful I did. I'm yeah. thankful I didn't touch this game back in the day. Yeah, it was I rough. I remember the first opening weekends, uh, I couldn't, there was a level I couldn't beat because there was an infinite elevator glitch <laughs> where you went to do an elevator and you couldn't pass for some reason. That's just weird. Okay. I and then like as the game progresses, I think after you get Iron Man, you get Black Widow. If I remember correctly. Yes, yes you you uh, you find Bruce Banner because um, Kamala finds her way to the Chimera, and yeah, Hulk is just carrier. yeah. And I'm gonna say like I Troy Baker is a talented man, but I think. Now that I've seen a lot of a bit of his personality, I kind of don't like him as a human being. But I really love oh. <laughs> his Bruce Banner in this game because it's very like quiet and subdued. I I thought he did. I thought all the voice actors did fine, but I also couldn't even tell it was Troy Baker until Mike told me it was because I don't know. I don't pick up on voices, I guess, that well. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I remember when when the game had the E3 blowout, they had all of them there like it was a Hollywood press tour. 
Oh, right, because uh, the other Captain America is Jeff Shine. I believe that's his last name. I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh, he did the voice <laughs> of Carlos in Resident Evil 3. Oh, okay. That's a great Carlos. It's like my favorite version of that character. <laughs> and he does a really great Captain America. No, Captain America was great in this game. I was a little bummed that it took so long to get him in the in the campaign because he doesn't show up till the like really near the end of the campaign when you find him in a space station. Yeah, it's nearly done by the time you get Captain America. But you fight Abomination in this game. It's, it's a it's a stupid boss fight. You fight him with Hulk. I was I was hoping for more stuff like that. Oh, when you first get Thor, I thought that was kind of like because you're trying to you're pretty much whole campaign. You're trying to tell the world that AIM is evil. I mean, who could believe a, a corporation that completely takes over the government, essentially, and makes robots and polices the world could be evil. But hey, what do you know? They're evil. Mm. Yeah, so. let's look at all the stuff that's happening in the world now. Man, I, I can see it's totally believable. You know, I completely, yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought was funny. Like, oh, this is pretty relatable. Like, I just, I find it odd that, like, this government agency, which is like, you're not, no, not even government agency, this, this company just took over like that. But I guess, I mean, if history's taught me anything, you just need a big conflict or a big, you know, threat to happen, whether it be an accident to use it to take advantage. I mean, Hitler did. I mean, it's happened throughout history, so I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's happening right now. Uh, Amazon and everyone is just whatever. Like, there's a picture of Jeff Bezos uh, in a giant... Slither armor? Yeah, and I'm like, "Ah, well, Mr. Jeff, did you think about this? (laughs) You look like Lex Luthor. (laughs) And you're rich as hell and probably not the great person, so... Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say probably, but... Like it, it, the game does a good job of like how everything connects, and you meet like you meet when you first meet Thor. He's not even wearing the armor; he's just wearing a shirt that says, "God." I know it's a reference to the old comic book where his name was something else at first, or his you know secret identity. Yeah, because in some of the Thor comics, Thor somehow shares the body of a physician named Donald Blake. Yes, uh, where he taps his cane to the ground and becomes Thor. <laughs> because after the events of A Day, Thor just kind of becomes like a volunteer. Uh, I love Thor's introduction. I thought that was funny. I didn't yeah. like playing as Thor that much, though. Like, he didn't do it for me. I think part of it was you get him so late in the game and he wasn't leveled up for me because the levels make such a big difference in this game. And that was one of my issues is that I needed to level up my characters and I didn't know how to do that in a good way at the time. Yeah, and, and I'm, I wasn't I'm still not a big Thor person. However, after playing Jane Foster, who was just added this summer, who is very much she's like a faster Thor. I kind of okay. get it more. Like Jane is excellent. I love Jane so much. I would probably like that because I don't like in any game. In any game, I don't like slow, powerful characters. I've always been a fan of stronger, medium characters, uh, fast, medium characters. I should yeah, say that's why I really like Black Widow and Captain America because they're very much just like strikers. Mm-hmm. You can run a lot like Black Widow. You can just spend so much time just shooting people. And and if you have the right char- companion characters with you, you can stay completely out of the action. Or you can stay away from getting hurt and just kill things from a distance. Yeah, so I do with Iron Man. I just turn on rockets sometimes and just go in the <laughs> back and just like let him rip. I really like Iron Man. I also like how this game, like every character has like a special ability that they you press L1 and R1 and then you can like for Hulk for not for Hulk, but for Iron Man, you get the Hulkbuster armor, which I just thought was super damn cool. And there's a way to let other people into the Hulkbuster armor, too. Oh, yeah. OK, I'm not sure exactly how to trigger it, but I know you can summon it and then someone can jump in. That's cool. OK, I mean, I know Miss Marvel gets really big. Black Widow just I mean, she gets a staff 
and then she beats the shit out of people. Hers wasn't as cool. Hulk just gets stronger, supposedly, and Iron Man, or not Iron Man. What is Iron Man? Oh, Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Hulk armor, and then Captain America just gets stronger, too, I guess. Yes. And I haven't played the other characters. I didn't play any of the DLC characters. I have no... I have no can, real I, like desire to go back to this game either. Hawkeye gets a Yondu arrow. It's <laughs> okay. literally a Yondu arrow where it just flies around and kills everyone. I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of like one thing that really went through my head with this game. Like I enjoyed the campaign, but all I could think of is how much fun I would have liked this game if I played online with friends. And that's what really bothers me is that they're putting out a lot of cool multiplayer stuff like they're putting out raids. And I know the player base is pretty healthy now because I was reading an interview with Brian Wagner, who was hired post launch. He actually worked on Marvel Heroes with a friend of mine, Chris Baker. Marvel and Heroes is sorry. Is that the uh, that was the online one on computers that died? That was a top down game. Yes, that was a free to play MMO that just okay. went to consoles and shut down months after it got on consoles. Somewhere Mike just cried and doesn't understand why he's also feeling sadness. He always <laughs> he's always so upset that, that game is gone. Okay. I really wanted to play it and it just got to consoles and then it died. But he's kind of now spearheading a lot of this. And um, I totally lost my train of thought. I mean, I'm just happy that (laughs) that Disney is doing more stuff with a license finally for games because Disney is such a freaking like idiot when it comes to games. It doesn't know what to do. It doesn't get it. That's I think before they were just like, I think everyone it's kind of how people in the movie industry are now where they're just like they see a bunch of money and they think they can do it, but then they can't. And Disney keeps trying and then. They have people there who are really passionate about it, but then they leave and then they're just like, um, let's just do phone games. But now they're at a point where they're just, OK, Marvel's very particular about we'll find the right people to make the right games. And it seems to be working somewhat, although I think the Spider-Man games are the only ones because I've, I've been thinking a lot about this the past couple of weeks about how Marvel has Spider-Man such a big hit, and so is Miles Morales, and they're still both selling like crazy, but it feels like every other Marvel game, they either get critical acclaim, but not commercial success, like Guardians Guardians. of the Galaxy didn't sell that well, and it was discounted pretty fast, but it's an awards darling, it's won so many awards. I really want to play it. I just, oh, put it on the show. I'll I know, but it. I don't own it yet. See, I was, um, I didn't. <laughs> I will buy it I, for you. It's probably like twenty dollars. I don't really like doing a lot of newer games. It, it's hard for me to do games that have come out in the last couple of years. It, and it's here hard we are talking to... about a game that came out two years ago. <laughs> no, I know, I I know, but that's also because I just really wanted to do it. But it, it's yeah. not easy for me to do in general. Sh- sure, Guardians is really short though. It's only about fifteen hours long. Okay, no I pressure. Might. <laughs> if I can it's find on it on cheap for sale one day, I'll pick it's it on up. Game and then... Pass on PC. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> is it and it's better than this game, right? Oh God, Guardians of the Galaxy is a ten out of ten. It was the Player One Podcast Game of the Year, unanimous between CJ, Phil, and Greg. Okay, I don't remember that, but <laughs> it's been a it was time. number one. <laughs> Uno dos. <laughs> Uh, I love those guys. All right. And OK, OK, you have you have my attention, though. Uh, one other thing I want to kind of mention about like Avengers is that like when I all I could think about is how because a few years ago, 
more like 2018, let's say, I was playing online games with my friends from high school. We got back in touch. We were playing online a few times, and we were playing Dead by Daylight, Payday 2, a little, I mean, and we were trying to find something to play that, you know, you could do, you know, you could do together that wasn't competitively, and there wasn't much, like, and it made me wish that they would have known about this game, and I would have played this game with them, because this would have been perfect just to mash around, shoot the shit for a few hours, and you can't get that mad at it, because you're not, like, losing anybody, you're just losing to the computer. Yeah, if the, you and, the, lose. and the few times I play this with with friends, it, that's essentially how they describe it as it's something to keep our hands busy because everyone doesn't want to talk on the phone, but they'll talk and play a game. Yes. Um, and you talk as a group. And I'm I'm really bummed that because everyone I know was excited to play this because they were like they always wanted to play like live service games together. And there I know people like uh, Diego Rivera, who has an excellent YouTube channel you should check out. And Xavier Godzilla, Godzilla Mendoza and Josh and Pounds of Pixels. I'm doing a lot of name dropping. I do apologize. And <laughs> we all played together, but then everyone just bounced because they just got bored with it and no, no one has came back. Uh, but now I'm back in and really want to play multiplayer, but I don't have any high level friends to play with. And I can't convince anyone to come back. I would like to, but I also understand why they wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I completely get that. I thought about it, but I just like I just can't play online games. But it was just like one of those things where because that's what I want to do. I just wanted to level my characters. I felt too weak. I felt like I was getting my ass handed to me too much. I didn't like that. I wanted to be just overly powerful and crush my enemies and not. And that's not how I felt, because this game just bum rushes you with monsters or robots or whatever enemies. It just bum rushes you with them. Yeah, it's a CJ Sea of Thieves level of commitment to get a lot out of it. Okay. And so that's you mean why... have just play nothing but Sea of Thieves for like a thousands of hours and people <laughs> yeah. wonder how you do it? And that's why like when I first played it, because I had Captain America level 50 and I can't remember who else, Black Widow, and when they announced that they were making it harder to level up, I just started playing like crazy to get everyone to <laughs> 50 before like the deadline went on. Because I think I had like Kate and possibly Kamala and Iron Man. Is 50 the max level then? 50 is the max level, although the way um, the system works is that you have... So when the game was introduced, you had level 50, but since then they've added champion levels. So once you capped a level 50, there wasn't anything to do other than get your gear to power level 150, and I think you can get gear that goes above that now. And now you have extra champion levels to also work towards... So there, there is, there are incentives to keep playing. It's just how much patience you have with kind of doing the same levels. Like the way I kind of enjoy this game is I, I come in every night and do, well, not every night, but every now and then I'll jump in and do a few levels. And when they do a new character, like every character has like a, a mission chain. Okay. Like I just did the one with Spider-Man and Jane Foster. And I'll, I, I did those and then I'm good for a while. And then I'll put in Winter Soldier, and then I'll come back. But then I know people who, like, on Twitter, and they just love this game, and I'm really happy for them. I'm glad that people are playing it. I'm glad people like it. It. I was sad I didn't like it more, because I really wanted to. Like, when I first started playing it, it felt good, but the dodging mechanic never felt right for me. It wasn't like Spider-Man or Arkham. It just wasn't right. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing about Spider-Man and Arkham is that those games are finely tuned for the strengths of one character. Yeah. no, I... But this has to be tuned to, like, well, start, when the game came out, it was <laughs> six, and now it's... Uh, so you have 
five of well, yeah. So Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, Kamala, the two Hawkeyes, Black Panther, Spider Man, and Jane. So eleven characters now. Yeah, no, I get that. I just wish I would have had a little symbol and made it easier for me to dodge. Like, oh, like in Batman, I, hit, I just hit a button. But I get it. Like, I didn't blame. Like, I was okay with that. That was more oh. of a me problem than the game yeah. problem. Because sometimes I would dodge and it felt good. So I knew the game had it. It was just there are me never too. learning it. Like, uh, if a, if an enemy has like a blue something above their head, you have to hit the right trigger and you can parry. Yeah. Like, some of that stuff feels really good. And I think they have... There's people who would be able to more intelligently describe it than myself. But everything feels a lot tighter in this game. Uh, the past couple of weeks I've been playing this, and it just feels like a completely different game. And I'm not going to say that over the years I haven't been hard on this game, but I kind of want to issue apology because I think <laughs> it's kind of great. I mean, it was fun to play. It just wasn't what I really... I mean, I love parts of this game. Like, when I got to be some of the Avengers, and I really felt like the Avengers. It was just as, like, especially as the campaign progresses, I feel like the game gets pretty hard at different points, and I felt like I was really getting my ass handed to me, and I didn't like that. There are certain missions that feel like that. I know when I replayed the campaign, because initially, and that's something else, too, initially you couldn't replay the campaign. They added that in post-launch. <laughs> I think weird. one of the first Iron Man missions is one of the, the first Iron Man missions really cool because he doesn't have any he doesn't have any money. He doesn't have anything. And you just like build armor out of junk. But the first mission where you get your armor is I remember like you have to kind of defend a point before you get into a building. And I remember dying of that a lot. Yeah, I can see that because I and had the, some hard times with him at first, too. And the first Thor mission where like you feel like Thor essentially is like the Eagles and Lord of the Rings because they're losing. And then you see like Thor on the ground and then because Mjolnir is just in a park. Because he put it down after Captain America died just to be among the mortals, which I thought was cool. And then you just see you, the hammer comes up and he grabs it and he's on the helicarrier fighting enemies. And you feel like Thor should just be like decimating them. But then like he, he'll yeah. fall down because he's not as powerful as the people you've been spending like the past five or six hours. with. Yeah, and that that also bugged me. But again, that's just the, the way the game is. I get it. Like, I'm not upset with it but yeah i think that's what turned me off with him i i do want to talk about that final modok fight because like that i mean we talked we touched a little bit earlier that was an impressive freaking boss fight well his little pet peeve of mine because i get a lot of these things now because people aren't learning about marvel from the comics they're learning about it from the movies and now the games so Modok, I believe, is coming in the new Ant-Man movie. Oh um, so my god, I don't want to see Modok live action. So thus far, there's been no Modok. So okay this might be that. someone's first introduction to Modok, and I do like his... Because what happens is there's a guy named George, George Charlton uh, who nearly dies after the explosion. You find out that he's being kept alive by Captain America's blood, but it's turning him into, I guess, a technopath, somebody who can control machines. Oh, yeah. And eventually he starts calling himself Modok, but they don't explain what that is in the cinematics. It's something that's in an audio log. <laughs> he just starts calling himself Modok, but he never once says like it's what Modok stands for, because it's mental organism designed only for killing or conquest, depending on the media. But he just starts calling them that. But it's only an audio log because I, I asked friends when it came out. I was like, what? why does he start calling himself Modoc? And then someone found an audio log and had to show me. And I was like, I would have never looked for that. 
I just knew it was Modoc because I could. T- I thought he called himself Modoc at one time, like one of the. But he starts remember. calling himself Modoc, but he doesn't explain what Modoc is. Oh, okay. Why I mean, for me, he starts calling himself Modoc. I just know what Modoc is, but like. I also is I didn't is in the comics is Modok a guy who gets a big head and then turns into that or is it like a computer that uh, people again would know better than okay myself. that's fine it's not a character <laughs> that matters in any shape or form but it was just really weird to me to be like Modok is a main villain in this game like okay okay it was just not what I expected in an Avenger like you, you never think about Modok he's a dumb character yeah and I, I think the, the the intention was to start small perhaps because I I know. I, I'm really excited to see where things are going because now I think with the Winter Soldier they're starting to move beyond kind of the AIM storyline a little. Okay. It seems like they're trying to put a pin in it because they they introduced that new boss fight with Monica that strongly hints that because you find out post launch in like the Hawkeye and the K Bishop thing that Nick Fury is actually working with Monica in the future to create a cosmic cube. And that comes back to the past. And the Cosmic Cube looks like at one point that it might kind of start Ultron, which I don't know how it would work for this game because you would just be fighting a different type of robot. <laughs> yeah, my guess is it's something for the next game maybe that they're setting up for. I think the Kree would probably be the next enemy because oh, I okay, think they're strongly hinting at like the Kree are coming. So it'd be like a Kree war. So I guess the new enemies would be some variation of like Kree soldiers and blue aliens. Maybe scrolls, maybe for fun. Yeah. All right. Like in that final boss fight, like they do a good job of making you play as all the different characters throughout the fight. You fight Modok in different ways, and then in the end, you find out there's a giant Kree soldier underwater. That's what affected the power plant or the ship all those years ago. Like, and then Miss Marvel becomes just huge and fights it hand to hand. Like I was like, okay, this is really cool and fun. Yeah, that's so great. And I and there's so many parts in this where. You get to play as Captain America, and a lot of the level is cool environmental traversal where you have to, like, knock down, like, platforms. Like, you hit buttons with your shields, and there's a lot of moving around. And that's what I love when this game is really strong. Because I've realized over the years that games are pushing combat more, but I love traversal more than combat. So give me an awesome wall run, and I'm I'm happy. Like, Titanfall 2, this, Prince of Persia, love all of it. Uh, Rise of Tomb, not yeah. Rise of Tomb Raider, yeah. The second one, Rise of Tomb Raider, did it for me. Where like that game has less combat, and more running around and gathering, and I just fell in love with that game. Let's start like, earlier episode. That I mean, I freaking love that game. I've only finished it once. I don't remember. Uh, okay. It kind of just was in one ear out the other. <laughs> oh, not for me. Why well, I record about it? But I really loved it. Oh, and before we go, any before we before we cover the last bit of stuff about this game, I, I think I should give a code giveaway. I haven't done that lately, but I have a code. I have a code for Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 for Steam. Uh, the code is D74XM2QXO or no, 0MTFLCX. I think that's a zero or it's no, it's an O. Never mind. O. X O M T F L C X. Hopefully I didn't confuse you. Someone out there will figure it out. If it doesn't yeah, so work, we, it's because it's already been redeemed or because you have to change a zero to an O. Yes. I mean, and the thing is, to be honest, I don't think stuff is actually redeemed that quick that people like, you know, don't bother. So, hey, if you're interested, it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. Free game. Yeah. I mean, I already had a copy of it. I had nothing else to do with this code. I've been saving it. And I was like, you know, perfect time to give it away on the, on the episode where I cover 
Marvel Avengers. It wasn't planned at all, but it's how I do yeah. things. <laughs> I know. As I uh, with my Marvel's Avengers Collector's Edition, I'm actually going to have another PS4 copy. So maybe I should have coordinated to give that away too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And oh, why don't? Because you played the. Did you finish the DLC? Or I know you played it before at least. I Come did, on. and that's something I wanted to bring up. So. I played the Hawkeye DLC at launch on my PlayStation 4 because I didn't have a PlayStation 5 yet. And I played through it fine. Now, I guess initially we were supposed to have another person. And I think it was, it yes. was fine. It was kind of put on me to be like, okay, Blair will recap the, the DLC, which, <laughs> which was okay. So I was playing the Hawkeye DLC. And there's one of the missions that they kind of, they're trying to do an homage to the My Life as a Weapon run. Because oh. you're you, yeah, because you go to um, you're in New York and you're on the rooftops and Hawkeye is going to go get lucky and go to his apartment and some enemies come up and you're supposed to kill the enemies on PlayStation five. Those enemies might not show up. Oh, God. And apparently it's something that's been going on. And I don't even know how I got past it. I, I read it threads. It was like you have to go in on easy with a certain number of characters and I must have redid this checkpoint like five or six times one night. And I thought I was going mad. And I, cause I know this game has been patched a bunch and it's on PlayStation 5, it sings. Like the load times are so fast. I know on PlayStation 4, I don't know what it's like now. They're a little bit lengthy. They are. I, that was another thing I forgot about, but you reminded me that was one of my other complaints. Like it took a while if I would die or just in between levels. And that would really like kind of take me out of it. I'm like this because I understand like I'm, but it was longer than I was used to ever. Like it felt like it had to be at least 30, 40 seconds. And I'm like, this is like PS one era. Yeah. And it's, it's when you think about that too, this game came out in 2020 running on hardware. That's seven years old. That has to be optimized rather for hardware. That's seven years old. Yeah. I get Uh, it. And the PS5 version, and that's why I say it's it's a definitive version, other than apparently that Hawkeye glitch, which <laughs> apparently is only on PlayStation 5. That's weird. I know it's it's weird that it hasn't been fixed 100%, but um, yeah, it, the, it runs great. It, the load times are super fast. And then, I mean, we can talk about the Spider-Man controversy where, you know, this game is kind of not... It's still totally playable on... PC, Xbox, and Stadia of all things. <laughs> but on PlayStation 4 and 5, you get Spider-Man who is... He's pretty fun once you get into it, but like it's it's hard to go from Insomniac Spider-Man to this because even when you swing around, it's just like him hitting some invisible platform above his head. There's no real physics-based swinging. Okay. I didn't try Spider-Man. I did a little thing where you talk to him in the in the ship, but he didn't seem to join me. I didn't care enough to go any farther. Yeah, I um, I was playing it at first, and then it, I was also, I just got my PlayStation 5, so I was kind of replaying Marvel Spider-Man at the same time, so it was a hard transition. And then I put it down for a while, and I came back, and then I, I really started to like him a lot more. But just don't play those games simultaneously because you will not like this one. <laughs> That's what I figured. I mean, I, I just didn't mess with it. I mean, I just didn't care. I mean, I just wanted to finish the campaign at that point. I was just, I tried to screw on a little bit, then I just turned the game off. But I mean, the Hawkeye campaign interested me. I mean, it looked cool. I wanted to try it. I was trying to do the Kate Bishop stuff, but just like going through all these rooms and I got to one where I had to protect, I had to like play King of the Hill essentially, and it just didn't work for me. And I was like, I need to be done and move on to the next game. 
Yeah, they, they kind of do a mini recap of the Kate Bishop campaign before you start Hawkeye. Um, she's she's okay. She's not one of my favorite characters. She's voiced by Ashley Birch, and I kind of find her a little bit annoying in this um, okay. when I was replaying it. And I found it weird that they just put in two Hawkeyes so close to one another when... Yeah, I found that weird, but too. That they they that. are very different. Uh, Hawkeye almost acts as a support character because he can't like, shoot a healing arrow into a ground, which makes like a giant circle that everyone kind of run in and get their health back. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and Kate Bishop kind of has like a short-term teleporter. Uh, it's kind of con- contextual is that she stole tech from AIM and kind of okay. used it herself. But it it uses a lot of the same environments, whereas Hawkeye introduces like a new character in Maestro or a new boss, rather, in Maestro in the future wasteland. And they also you speak with old man Hawkeye, too, which is pretty cool. I like old man Hawkeye. I like the old man Logan type that comic run. Yeah. Except he has two arms here. (laughs) Okay. And then the Black Panther one. How is that? I haven't played it since launch that's the only one i didn't replay for this because i know it's a lick a little bit longer and again it brings in a new environment in wakanda uh black panther is really cool he's not one of my favorites but he's also voiced by chris judge who you might know as the voice of the new kratos okay um so he's great and it's also written by evan i think co-written by evan narciss who also helped write miles morales and who has them black panther comics so uh that stuff is really cool Black Panther is all like Captain America. There's a lot of wall running and double jumping and traversal and things like that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but it's still a lot of it's it's actually interesting because they brought in new enemies and they're like spider robots. So that's why the game has an arachnophobia. Warning yeah, I saw that. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, OK, I mean, I, I, I mean, OK, I do want to say I like how cool it was that this game had a lot of stuff to be in to be inclusive to like, you know, if you have a hard time seeing things, you can change the colors, you can do this. I was happy to see the game had that much type of stuff. A lot of games are adding that now. Okay. I know the new, the new, new, new Last of Us has a lot of stuff, and Guardians of the Galaxy has a lot of stuff too. Is it sad that the first one popped my head was like my new, new girlfriend from Scott Pilgrim? That's what popped my head just now when you said new, new Last of Us. I just keep thinking of Smithers. Um, it's like, oh, it's this, it's an, it's the same Malibu Stacy, is it? But it has a new hat. Oh, that's just what popped my head. Okay, I mean, I, I was tempted to want to try this stuff, but I was like, I would need to level him up. I'm sure, in order to beat it, and that made me not want to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a game that you shouldn't play if you are have the schedule that you keep where you're playing, like, a lot of games every week and try to... Yes. Like, you know, you have a family, them. you have kids, you know, a job, and you're trying to wrangle people for shows, doing a great job of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say so myself. Because I, I kind of know a little bit behind the scenes about how hard it can be sometimes, and Mm-hmm. Have schedules have to change. So this is not a game for a schedule like that. This is a no, game and for- that's and that's what. Also, my other issue with this game is I mostly play on PC, but I was playing this on PS4. Meant I was taking over the TV when my wife would be home and watching TV, like we watch TV together. A lot of times I edit and we watch TV, and it took that away. So also put another like damper on me playing this game. I really wish there was cross progression or cross play, but I know that probably can't exist because of the Spider Man deal. I'm sure there could have been a way where everything is included except for Spider-Man. Like, I'm sure they could have done something, but... Yeah, yeah, it just seems like an extra bit of work, because, like, I would really like to... I know there's a guy, Luke Lore, who does an excellent uh, Twitter handle, or Hacker Alias Insipid Ghost, who does a great (laughs) podcast called Xbox Expansion Pass, and he plays a lot on Xbox, but I could never play with him, and my roommate has this game on Xbox, and we can never play together, which I think sucks, because I know 
Like yeah, with that, Fortnite, for example, everyone can play no matter what you're on. That's because of money. It makes so much money that people made deals that yeah. they could have made deals with this too, but I'm sure it's, Sony doesn't seem to like crossplay in general. Sony doesn't seem to like game players lately. <laughs> They're a whole nother thing, aren't they? Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't, I have very little interest in PS5 this, for this gen. I'm more interested in the Xbox Series X for some reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing about Xbox and PlayStation is that Xbox is, they, they, they have their own exclusives, but I mean, Sony's, you can't argue like God of War, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. To a lesser extent, Horizon, even though the second one sucks. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, I know people love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost of me. I mean, they have good stuff that they always I really have like. Uncharted. So those can't be argued. But a lot of those are coming to PC now. So if you just wait, you might just get like Spider-Man's on PC. And Miles Morales is coming later this year. I'm just happy to see. I mean, I think financially just makes sense at this point to put more stuff on more th- more things. Yeah, I know that's Microsoft's plan now. It's they're like exclusives don't make sense anymore. No. It's too expensive. Yeah. I plus I don't I want to be done with exclusives anyway because I want to play more games. In the Black Panther DLC, who do you who are the two bosses you fight? I know it's Ulysses Claw and there's someone else, correct? You fight Crossbones at some points. Why the fuck is Crossbones? I guess they just need another mercenary. And that's something I mean, the joke about this game is that you fight Taskmaster clones in the thing. So Taskmaster, he's had a rough two years. Or they've had a rough <laughs> two years. Because the whole thing is like, oh, I learned from, like, you know, he has a photographic fighting style. Yeah. But in the fight on the bridge at the very beginning, he just keeps doing the same thing over and over again, which I find <laughs> quite humorous. He's, he's a lot cooler in Spider-Man. <laughs> I just thought it was just weird that you have crossbones and, like, I was like, why is crossbones in this? But I don't know. I mean, I don't, probably, I don't have any plan to play the other campaign, but it looked cool. It, it, it interests me. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad this game is still being developed and pursued. And if, like, if I was, if it was something that I, like, I got together with all my friends at night, and, like, you know, I was a, had a different type of lifestyle, this, I would love something like this just to play online with never-ending, just get new loot, upgrade, run through stuff, shoot the shit. Like, I wish I would have had this game at a different point in my life. Me too. I, I wish there was I had friends who were playing it. I, I don't like the idea of playing with randoms and a lot of the things now. No. I know there's like big raids coming uh, and they sound really cool, but you can't play them on your own. I've tried. You uh, need they, a team. Actually, they actually won't let you. And that, and makes that sense. bums me out. That's the Internet type stuff. And that's the thing, because I know people are like, well, it's a live service game, but then they kind of also position it so you can play that on your own. So it's very weird. Yeah, I mean, a little bit on your own, but yeah, mostly live service. Okay, anything else do you want to say about the game before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? I just want to give an apology to Crystal Dynamics and IDOS Montreal and everyone who worked on this game for... I'm actually planning... We'll see if I actually get around to it. I want to re-review this game because it's something I've never done. Well, this is a game that's completely changed. I'm From the sound of everything you've been telling me, I mean, that's just, that's just the type of game. It's not... I don't think you can re- a live service game. I think it's hard to review when it first comes out because it it's gonna alt- it's gonna change so much as time progress. Yeah, and so it's something I kind of want to reevaluate because I think it is worth playing, especially now that, as Brian Wagner put in an interview, it's not free to play, but it kind of sort of is because it's on Game Pass and PlayStation. And I mean, this past weekend you could have 
snag their physical copy for two dollars. Yeah, so free to play. It's boosted the player base a lot, and I hope they get to maybe do a sequel that's unshackled from like kind of the last generation and really just focus because I think they have a bunch of people there now who are super passionate about it who can maybe make something really great that's kind of maybe live service and single player that you know maybe is like the dream what this was originally meant to be yeah that would be nice i would like that all right let me grab my phone and we're gonna see what we i did get a few comments and memories more than i was expecting so i was people had stuff to say about this game so let's see what i got first from the giant bomb group i got from brett shepherd I absolutely love this game, even the live service aspects. Honestly, think I could grind out all the characters despite the, rep- the repetitive nature of the missions because the combat is so enjoyable. I forced myself to stop playing because there are too many games out there to spend endlessly grinding on it, though. Okay. I get oh, it. Me too. <laughs> From Derek Seabrook, for how much can you get it now? The game is a steal. The combat is a lot of fun. Majority of the characters play differently, which makes it easier for you to grind them the max level. You would think that Kate Cleaner Echo character, but they are very different. The actual story missions are written well, and they have the best battle pass. You know, the one where if you buy the battle pass, you will make back the money spent to buy said battle pass. So you can buy another battle pass, and the costumes are nice looking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, boy, I'm hovering over that Winter Soldier costume. I might get it after this is over. <laughs> From Joey Gills, love this game and the fact that it introduced me to my favorite new Avenger, Kamala Khan. She's rad and well-written, both in this, the comic, and her new show, Long Live Miss Marvel. Right. Yeah. Here's a good one from Andrew R. That game legit made my launch PS4 sound like it was going to take off and fly around the room. The fans are the fans are running so hard. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. All right. And here's another one just for Mike from Des Fleming. Every moment I spent playing this game made me sadder and sadder about Marvel Heroes 2016. <laughs> I, I I never played it. I kind of regret that now because, well, I know it's not a possibility. So, which is yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, from official Laser Time community, I got a few. First one from J- Jason Heezer. Did you play multiplayer? Plan on giving this a go with some friends? I did not because it's me. But I think you would enjoy it if you did. I did, and it was a lot of fun. So, all right, from Josh Shoop. I truly feel that this game is incredible as a single player experience. The only reason why it becomes a big hassle is when you get to end game stuff and it becomes Destiny. I feel like the people that talk a lot of crap about it are usually the ones that never played it. Yeah. I have, yeah, although I, I well, I know uh, Xavier Mendoza did a video with the Spider-Man launch last year, and I know in grinding, he's like, it, it felt like a job at points, and I totally get that. But yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of people who are just kind of like the dunk on things, just to dunk on things. Yeah, and if it gets the hate, you know, gets clicks, if you're that kind of person, like, yeah, that's, I think that's very normal, too. So, I get it. All right. And from Charles Morgan, like you said, equal parts amazing and annoying, but the story kept me going. I really enjoyed the main story and it helps keep things trucking along, though, the not so great parts. Multiplayer isn't required there, but it's still fun. The end game slash live service part stinks. All right. And from Tom White, great as a single player experience with the main campaign and free DLC characters, though not a fan of what they've done with them post Black Panther being wonderful. Their post game experience leaves a lot to be desired. Haven't played much of the multiplayer not a play well with others type guy. Same here. Crank up the podcast and grind grind out two to three hours worth of missions with bot companions. That's kind of what I did, but I, yeah. I That's what I do. Games to play. <laughs> oh, and from Jeff Walker, it's worth playing for the single player. Having, having it be Kamala on a quest to bring the band back together was great. Okay. And 
I'm going to read this one. Phil Longit. I really enjoyed the campaign at launch and quickly became bored with the post-game content. Haven't been back since, which is probably a bit sad. If I had friends in my time zone, perhaps it would be a different story, but bots and randoms just don't cut it. Okay. And then from the last group, I watched the entire Oblid replay. I got I got a giant one that I'm not going to read, but I'll read another. I'll read parts of it. Uh, first one I got from Brian Brown. I still hold firm that the best decision this game made was making Kamala Khan the main character. Her story is ultimately what made the game interesting to me. Did anyone else dislike Nolan North as Tony Stark, or at least the way they wrote his character? A lot of the humor in his quips just did not hit for me. My main takeaway of this game is that the single-player story was good, and every aspect of the game related to the multiplayer, including those systems that make their way into the single-player story, actually make the game worse. I'm glad there's getting a lot of comments of people saying they, they're happy about Kamala, because I know just anyone, when there's another, there's a character who's a person of color and a different faith, they're automatically it's they're destroying something but i'm super happy to be hearing all these comments and i got one from guy i'll read part from simeon moore he wrote an eight paragraph comment i'm not gonna read it all but i'll read part of it because <laughs> that's just too long for me uh, this game from the initial reveal had me as the mcu was really blowing up but everything they talked about and showed off about the game kept me either enthused or checked out I played the beta when it was closed for about 50 hours. It was janky, but shockingly fun for what it was. And trying to be Black Widow is an early favorite of mine from, the, I believe, the four characters in the beta offered. All right. When they announced Kate Bishop as the first DLC character, I was ecstatic and later to find out how much I enjoyed her gameplay, more so than the core cast. Then we got Clint, which, while I didn't mind, kind of showed how small scale they were thinking in terms of characters to add that this was still without anything substantial in the game in terms of content. Month of silence on what was coming next after the Hawkeye, and like many times that I and the others in the community expect the game to be deemed dead, but the Wakanda expansion came out with a whole bunch of new missions, a new area, and the raid. Unfortunately, all the new things they added more or less broke the freaking game, and they were not the greatest at communication, issuing fixes, so for many people, they end up dropping the game altogether. And the last thing he said here is... Oh, sadly, they also said that we'll probably never get anything like the Wakanda expansion in terms of scope and size, and that's a bummer. I think about the game at least once a week, and everything they announced the other day gives me hope. I still have, I think, three characters to max out completely, so I still have a lot to do in the game. Okay. He had more, so if you're part of the Orblood, you can read his whole thing, but I just, yeah, I'm not reading it all here. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you put a doctoral thesis as a comment, so. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm glad, like, I am really happy this game exists. I'm really happy I got to play it finally. Well, I, mean, I made myself, but, you know, I'm happy with that. All right, and I think that will bring us to Shelf Stacker Box. And before we go that, I just want to mention we have a Patreon. Um, I normally don't do this, but this starts a new month of the Patreon. So we do have two poll. I'm doing two polls this month for our Patreon that you can help alter. First one is a movie poll, horror movie. You can either vote for Cabin in the Woods, The Mist, Midsummer, or Troll, 1986, whatever the hell that is. And we also have a top 10 poll for the first time. So you can vote on that, too. And the top 10 poll is it's a top, spooky poll. You can vote for top 10 horror theme games, top 10 horror protagonists, top 10 horror locations, or top 10 horror enemies in games. So, cool. For a little slow, you can join us, help us out. So, please, we hope to hear from you. All right. And, Blair, why don't you go first? Sure. I'm going to put this on the shelf. Uh, I bought this game, well, now three times as of last weekend. <laughs> um, and the thing about it is... So the barrier to entry is so low that I think you can enjoy this game however you want. So if you just want to come in, 
play the reassemble campaign, play the DLC, and then bounce. That's cool. If you want to stick around and try some of the new characters, that's also great. If you just want to come in and do your dailies, that's also totally fine. There's lots of ways to enjoy this game, and it is really well put together, especially this story. Uh, well, it's better now. It's not perfect, but uh, given that it's so easy to get into, yeah, why not? It's great. Okay, and I'll go next. I'm going to put this in the stack. I had fun. I had a good time. Like, I enjoyed the game, but it's not the right game for me at the right time. So it just it's just going to go in the stack. But I did have fun. I just, I don't really think I'll go back, though. I don't think I need to. I don't think I want to. But I'm really glad I played it. And then I have one more to read, because originally Mike was going to be on this episode, but he unfortunately couldn't make it. But I do have his... Uh, shelf stacker box to read. So here is here is Mike's opinion. Uh, Marvel's Avengers is a game I went into with a lot of hope. I bought it digitally on day one because I expected it would be a game I would come back to time and time again. And while that hope started off promising Kamala reciting Cap's no you move speech to the bully kid still chokes me up every time. It's just it just decides to stop telling a story about halfway through and devolves into numerous fetch quests. Focusing on Kamala is a huge plus. Plus having Modok as the main villain is an odd choice. Also, the service model might have been too much for a game like this and had to adhere to more of a Marvel Ultimate Alliance mission-based structure. It may have been something great. But as it stands, I have to put it in the box. The drip feed of new content isn't enough to fix the issues it had from the start. Sorry, Marvel's Avengers, but good is not a thing you are. All right, and that's Michael Hughes, who's on the show from time to time. So that's his review, which I get. <laughs> All right, and I, I think that's just about... Oh, oh, yeah, I should mention what we're talking about next week. Uh, next week, we are talking about a game that I've been put on the show for some reason, uh, Super Mario 3D Land for 3DS, because why not? But you can hear all about us talk about that next week. Well, me and two other people, but <laughs> that will be up for you. And Blair, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at comicbookvideogames.com. Um, so this will be coming up next week. This comes out Sunday in about four days from now, so. Okay, so we'll see if I'll have a review for the Cowabunga collection up, uh, which is great. I haven't, uh, I hope to get more time with it and uh, maybe a review of Avengers. We'll see. Okay, I hope so. I, hey, I would be happy to know that me, me making you play this would, you know, have another effect too. Yeah. That'd make me happy. Okay. And as I said at the top, of, as I said earlier in the show, we do have a Patreon. Go join it. You see the link in the show notes. You can vote. Two polls. Two polls. Vote. Even if you just join for this month for a dollar. Vote. Please. Make me happy. How many <laughs> polls, Mike? Two polls, bitch. <laughs> uh, I'll kind of listen to this one. Or somebody who will find that funny. But yes. You know, that's what I think about every time I was watching anything. I was watching uh, a movie that we'll be talking about another episode where I, and she had two guns. And I'm like, ah, two guns, bitch. <laughs> every time. Okay. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have a Discord. We recently made a Discord if you want to talk with the host or just talk and say whatever you want. We have a Discord, so please join it. We need more people. And I want to give also follow us on YouTube to please your audio only, but we are on YouTube, so go join. Subscribe, maybe click on something. I don't care, but just subscribe. Make me happy. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Theory. You can follow her on TikTok. She made our music. And also want to give a shout out to, to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. He covered we covered all the original Infinity Saga. He started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40, where he interviews people, how games have affected their life. So definitely go check his show out. And we have covered other Avengers stuff. We covered episode 16 with the Marvel Avengers with the just Avengers game for Genesis. 
And we did do the Avengers movies. I don't remember what they are. I don't care, but we covered all those. So go if you're interested, just yeah, they're in the, they're in the catalog somewhere. So yeah, and if you enjoy the show, you can find all our content on Podbean. We have over 350 episodes for you to enjoy. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Avengers, assemble! We, we don't actually say that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.